Hi, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 8 of the Tailored Creative Show, where every show is created with you in mind. I'm Taylor, and every other Tuesday, I host conversations with people I love, whether that's a guest on the show or directly with you, the listener. This is the last show of Season 3, and in two weeks, we'll start Season 4 with big news. This show will start releasing weekly. I've got some really fun episodes coming for the holidays, so make sure you're subscribed and ready for them. Today, you get to hear from Megan, a college friend of mine who is even more introverted than I am and has helped give me language around so many things I feel. You'll hear about her personal creative process, how different we are as introverts, and about many things we both love. This episode really runs the gamut of topics. We talk about graphic design. We talk about New York. We talk about coffee and tea and ice cream and bookstores, and she teaches me what the word indie means when referring to coffee shops or brands. It's a wild ride this episode, and I'm so glad you're here for it. If you're one of my listeners, I'd love to hear from you. You can rate or review the show, or you can tell me over on Instagram at tailoredcreative what you like or who you'd recommend as a guest. I love doing this because I get to talk to some of the best people, and I get to chat with you. So come chat. Okie doke. Buckle up. It's time for All the Topics with Megan. Megan, tell me about you. What do you what do you love? What do you do for work? I mean, I would like my listeners. I love knowing you, but I would like them to know you too. <laughs> um well, I'm a graphic designer. Yep. Um and I don't know. I love a lot of things. I like art. I like reading. I like sewing. I like anything that has to do with a story or like that I can do with my hands that's not like sports. That's true. And you're very good. You and I are very similar in that we find um, joy in the small things. Mm, yeah. So I love watching your Insta story because you will, I take the pictures, I just never post them, but like of a leaf blowing in the wind or, <laughs> you know, raindrops dropping off the, it's, it's great. My favorite is the little city. So you live, tell us where you, I mean, the city where, that you're near. Uh, I live outside of New York, but close enough that I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the one little building you make into like this little guy with eyes. Oh yeah. He's so my fun. favorite. I can see him from my window. Um, whatever, especially whenever it's gloomy out like it is today. So it's kind of like seeing a friend. That's so fun. What do you, what have you learned about God doing art for a living? Uh, I've just really gained like an appreciation for the amount of detail that our world has. Like, yeah, I love I love illustrating um, and drawing. And if there's one thing that I've learned, like the details can really make like an illustration feel like it comes alive. But oh boy, does it take a lot of time and mental effort. Yes, it does. And I often feel really weird when, you know, someone asks for something and it takes me so long. But that is the creative process. Yeah. Um, It's not I'm not as abnormal as I thought. (laughs) No, it can take a really long time. Yeah, you so you work a lot in Procreate. I, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you tell me? I know I didn't um, prep you with this, but can you tell me how you do the animations? Yeah, it's actually um, Procreate makes it really easy. Um, they have like a little animation assistant, so you can set something as like your background layer, so it'll stay the same the whole time, and then every layer that you make will be a frame. 
Okay. Um, and you can like, they'll do like the onion skinning, um, which is like, they'll have the layer before and the layer after at like an opacity that you can set. So it's really easy to get some of those like, um, in between steps and you're just like drawing each frame. Okay. So, so you recently, I think did a, a little picture of a mouse sitting reading, yeah. I think drinking coffee in the rain. Every time, did you have to like, do you have to redraw the mouse when you show him blinking or something? Yeah. So there's like a couple oh. different ways to do it. Um, if you're in other programs like Photoshop, I think it's a little bit easier to use like the liquify tool or things like that. Procreate has this weird thing where you try, if you resize it or move something, it can uh, make the image really fuzzy. So for the most part, yeah. I have to redraw everything. That First of all, it's amazing that you have that patience. Second of all, <laughs> It's amazing that you, like, get it right every time, and the image doesn't oh, I don't. so much. Um, I definitely don't get it right every time. Well, it seems like you do. But funny, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I use Procreate too, and I was I struggled with that little um yeah, and an image will become fuzzy if you don't make it the right size. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned a lot. I just haven't done animations yet. How many frames will be in a typical animation for you? Uh, for me, I'm, I've been averaging around 15 frames per second. Um, oh, oh, 15 frames per second. Okay. Yeah, which is, I mean, standard animations is like 24 frames minimum. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still quite a far away from what like professional animators do. But even at 15 frames per second, if I want like, you know, a five second animation, that's like 45 frames, sometimes more, honestly, uh -huh. like 15. Yeah, like yeah. most of my animations are around 75 frames. Okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a lot of drawing. <laughs> Do, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Do you have any... Yeah, I thought my designs took a long time. <laughs> Do you have any plans to be an illustrator for a children's book or anything? Because I would think that a lot of what you do would gear well toward that. I've definitely thought about it. I run into issues it's the same reason why I didn't like I love writing but mm -hmm. I didn't pursue an English major I don't like being told what to draw <laughs> okay um I'm for graphic design I'm really good at like I would rather have as much input as possible but I think for anything that like I'm putting my own story into so like my animations or the illustrations I'm really at my best when it's something I can have full control over yeah but I might illustrate children's books that I write, but I don't know if I would go into fully illustrating someone else's story, I think. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I definitely um, typeset it or do cover design for them maybe one day. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, you're just great at what you do and I love what you write and I love what you, you do. You're welcome. And I'm not just saying that to, to flatter you. I mean, I mean it. I love following you, but um, it is a weird dynamic of, knowing knowing what should be public and what should be private mm -hmm. um for me at least because i i work i tell people i work well in a box do mm -hmm. you give me you know specific i make greeting cards so if i know the person and i know how like what they like that's my box i can be creative very creative in that box mm -hmm. if you leave the box if there's no box i struggle to create a concept so Whereas other designers could just come up with an idea. I'm not as good at that. Oh, no, um, I'm in the same boat. 
Yeah. So, so being, being part of a job that helps me or having clients that helps me because they typically know somewhat of what they want. Um, but a lot of people who don't aren't designers don't know (laughs) what they want. And so it's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Um, My, my least favorite thing to get is when a client says, do whatever you want. I know. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I know. I I know the feeling. Do you have um do you do side work? I I do off and on for the most part. I there's a lot of like creative things that I really love doing. So like drawing, animating. I got into hand sewing during like the pandemic. So that takes and yeah. So I'm doing like a lot of personal projects on the side right now. So I've kind of taken a back seat. I'm I've been really blessed to have a job that lets me pay all my bills and then yeah. some. So I've been really relishing this time to be able to work on my own stuff when I'm not okay. doing work. Yeah. That's that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you rest? Uh like what do you find joy in? I know you're creative, yeah. but like be aside maybe from creativity, what do you find joy in? I really love taking walks. Um, And just looking around, the town that I live in is full of just like a lot of really beautiful architecture and homes and just like little moments of surprise. So I really love being able to walk around and just look at things. And Um, you post some of those things, which I love. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'll also spend time with friends, um, not in like large group settings. That's exhausting. But like one on one, I'll do that or reading. I joke sometimes that I'm going to take a nap and every time I say that I just mean I'm going to go read a book. But see again, you and I are very similar. I I have become more extroverted because I had to be especially in sales. But mm-hmm. but still I still get overwhelmed. We had a women's retreat recently with my church and it was just hours of being with so many people and <laughs> hearing your voice. Um I, I finally, the one afternoon we had taken a walk with friends and I was like, guys, I need to go. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go be alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a necessary I'm, thing of life. Yeah. I'm very similar. Yeah, I, love, I, I love my alone time, but I've also learned how my life is just a lot better. If I have like, not necessarily a lot of friends, but like good quality friends. That's all you need. Ah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do Especially you, like, oh, sorry. No, go. I was just going to say, especially if you can find the people who aren't exhausting, they're mm-hmm. rare, but they do exist. I see. It's so interesting to hear you say that because I, I know that feeling totally. Mm-hmm. And I've often, I mean, I've been talking to people about, um, cause people ask me, are you dating or, and I'm not, but it's, I, when I meet somebody, I know mm-hmm. like, I have this moment of like, somewhere inside I know whether I'm going to be friends with them or not pretty yeah you can just kind of feel that click and you're like this is a person that I really wanted like I would be happy to spend time you know finally someone gets it yeah 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 um because it that isn't everybody like not everybody would I love to go on a trip with I do a lot of solo trips because because of that and Mm -hmm. it's no problem to people it's just the way I am yeah and I need a person that I really really gel with Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, it's not going to go over well for a long-term thing. Absolutely. But yeah, man, that's so good to hear somebody else say that. <laughs> um, so you have been where you are for, what, four, three years now? Five years. 
Five years, man. Just, yeah, this is the longest I've ever lived anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. ever. Remind me where you're from, like, originally. Uh, the, uni- the U.S. My dad was military, so we literally oh, moved, was... like, every... Right. Like, the longest we ever lived anywhere was, like, five years. So I hit my five-year mark back in March. And so now this is, like, the longest I've ever lived in one state at a time. Oh, that's... Are you enjoying it? I am. It's weird. I kind of feel like I, I keep expecting to be told that I got to move. But yeah. so far, I haven't. So yeah. I'm enjoying that. And you, you kind of live in a city, right? Not in a suburb or urban area? Yeah. This yeah. is, like, as... Rural area. It's the city that I've ever lived in, but I guess when compared to the city that's just across the water, it's it's quite small, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has a lot of like the city convenience, but not quite as much of the overwhelmingness that comes with the city. I just don't recommend driving around here. Yeah. No, I think I know where you're talking about, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. either. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I really don't like that. Like, I was happy, even in West Virginia, in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Like, I was, it was a little little lonely, but also I liked the rural. Yeah, type. I'm yeah. I'm definitely a big fan of having space around buildings and trees. Um, I miss that a lot. Yeah. But I think the biggest draw for this area is like I was able to sell my car and I haven't needed it in five years. Like I can just walk to a coffee shop or to the grocery store Amazing. um so there, there's something to be said for like walkability in terms of cities yeah um but i i definitely miss seeing land <laughs> yeah what's your favorite uh what's your go-to grocery store uh it's just like the local shop right or whatever that's nearby okay. it's, it's like a couple blocks away so it's easy yeah i didn't um, know if you had any like fancy ones Oh, no, there are, but they're a bit of a longer trek, so I don't go to them often. Okay. If I'm feeling particularly fancy, I'll walk to the Target. <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what's your ideal day? Because I don't know if you're a shopping person or not, but what would be your ideal day? Uh, I think it, it really depends on the season I'm in. Right now, my ideal day would probably be something like sleeping in a little bit going to get a coffee and then maybe going to like a museum just as it's opening because that's usually when it's like the least busy um or going to like hang out like going to see something for a few hours so be it like a farmer's market or a museum or something like that in the early morning and then coming home and like resting yeah I really like exploring something new, like the farmer's market or mm-hmm. like I was just in Williamsburg and um Oh nice, yeah. I, I mean I drove an hour to get to Williamsburg from mm-hmm. where I was staying, but I I went to the farmer's market on Saturday morning. I went to like the little shops that you just don't have around town. Yeah. Just because it's fun. <laughs> it is nice. It's so fun. Um, do you have any like local shops that you're obsessed with in your area? Uh I mean there's like fifty million indie coffee shops. And I go to all of them. There's not, I mean, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but there is a surprising amount of coffee shops just within a square mile. So I really like visiting them. But probably my favorite store is there's an independent bookstore, like maybe a 20 minute walk from where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, So I spend way too much of my money there. And I often forget that libraries exist. 
Yeah. On my YouTube. Yeah. For a long time, I was like buying books. And like, Wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could get them for free and read them and then return them. Um, do you, okay. Can you explain mm-hmm. to me the difference between indie coffee shops and non-indie coffee shops? Yeah. So an indie coffee shop is just like an independent one. So it's like on, you have, uh, your Starbucks and your Dunkin' Donuts. Those are not indie. It would be like, um, let's see. Trying to think like back in, like in a college town, it would just be like the White Heart or, you know, like independently owned. It's not necessarily part of a franchise or if it is a franchise, it's like you have, like we have one coffee shop where they have a location in the downtown part of the city and in the uptown. I see. And so when you, my jaw dropped because I didn't ever realize that Indie was just short for independent. Oh. Yeah, I, I thought that indie was like, you know, when you. Now I'm wondering, like an indie pop band. Yeah, it's just an independent. They're not like associated with any particular big label. I cannot believe. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a cultural something or other. I mean, at this point, it, it is. is. But, but I didn't know. I thought like I don't know what comes to mind, but I'm trying to think like what would. It feels like its own brand, if you will. Yeah, but I was thinking more like hipster. I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. but it it isn't necessarily. It just means independent. That's funny. Yeah, I think it's associated with hipsters because there was that big push to be like cool and unique and to not support the big brands and to like shop local. Like it was all tied up in that kind of like hipster thing. I can't believe I just learned what indie means. Well, yeah, I guess I was thinking more hipster and I I guess I was thinking more like 80s, but that yeah. makes sense that if it came out of that time period, yeah, that mm-hmm. would make sense. But now I understand. Wow. Um, you just blew my mind. Um, <laughs> wow. Did you, do you um, enjoy, like, will you take a book from the bookstore and just go to a coffee shop? Uh, if I purchased it, yes. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm still you're... walking around with books. Very fun. If you've, uh, yeah, you're not going to steal it. <laughs> um, if you're ever in Lynchburg again, you need to see, you need to go to Givens Bookstore. I love Givens. Oh my gosh. I didn't know about it until after school. Oh no. Yeah. It's so, I, I don't think I knew about it until it's kind of far from where campus it was. It is. Um, But no, that's one of my favorites. And it also has a thing which none of the bookstores around here do, which is a cafe in the bookshop. Yes. A local bookshop with a cafe. Mm-hmm. It, There's like here, they're very, into, they're very separate things. So you can go get coffee or you can go to the bookstore, but you can't do both. No. Yeah. Um, and I, I really miss spending hours in a bookstore reading and drinking coffee. Well, and what was cool, and maybe some other bookstores do this, but what's cool about Givens is I was just in there a few weeks ago and they have the used books up. A lot of them are upstairs. Mm-hmm. They have the new books downstairs. They have anything, any kind of game you could ever want board games, card games, mm-hmm. like a whole game section. They have a whole science section for kids. They have a toy section separate from the science. I mean, oh, and a teacher section. Mm-hmm. And then, like, an, it's basically an entire Barnes and Noble downstairs. And then yeah. you have all the used books upstairs, everything from like, 50s books or older mm-hmm. too. I mean I was just blown away and I 
my friend took me there I guess two years ago now and he and I like literally sat on the floor reading for an hour yeah it was so fun they're like they're First floor selection is great, obviously, but their used book selection is phenomenal. Um, Like, their science fiction section in there is huge. And, like, I'm a big sci-fi reader, and my mom was, too, so a lot of the childhood books I read were from, like, like just these, like, mass market um, Mm -hmm. type of, like, books from the, like, 70s and 80s, and they're incredibly hard to find. And I found so many of, like, like, prints of them at givens Uh i looked for so i recently in the past year basically read through the entire nancy drew um collection nice it was i can't tell you how fun it was um it it wasn't any of the new ones it was all the older ones because they were Mm -hmm. just written better um Mm -hmm. but everything from like the 30s to the 70s which was weird because i picked up a newer one and they talked they referenced the 30s and how they were like dressing as 30s characters i was like that's a little meta and that's weird (laughs) but um but it was givens had a slew of them and for cheaper than most of the antique stores yeah like their prices are phenomenal and their selection is astounding yeah i was so impressed have you um so I don't know if you ever went to Dublin three, but they, so we had gotten coffee at Dublin three and then went there. Have you been there? I think one time kind of really brick place on main street. Yep. They closed. Oh no. I know. And they were really good. They would give you a tea platter. You're a tea person, right? I am both tea and coffee. That's right. So they, their tea platter was brilliant. They brought like a wooden tray, a round wooden tray for you and um, had your little indentations for all your coffee and, or I'm sorry, like tea and tea bag and milk and all of that. Oh, that's um, yeah, you would have loved it. Yeah. Um, I have to say my favorite place like for coffee in Lynchburg was definitely the White Hart. It was good. I really enjoyed their food, their sandwich. Yeah, their actually. food was so good. Oh, those like tricolor potatoes were delicious. Oh my I still think about that. They don't do home fries up here like they do in the South. Oh, they don't. I mean, they don't do a lot of things like they do in the South. That's true. Uh, I don't even miss, like, sweet tea. I, it was too much sugar for me. Mm-hmm. I needed to cut out all that sugar. But I do miss, like, everybody who knows me knows Kroger had these little graham cracker sticks that I just bought out what Kroger had when I was <laughs> down there. Um, and, I mean, so many different things in the South I, I loved. Mm-hmm. I think there was one other one that I felt. Fa- oh, the bean tree closed. Oh no! Yeah, they they were bought out by Mission House, Ooh. which is apparently popular in the same building, but oh, still different. Good for them, but I liked bean tree. I know I did too. Their lavender lemonade was great. Um, what is your go-to tea? Uh, go-to tea for the longest time was just like, you know, your Earl Grey, your. Irish breakfast, Irish breakfast. I love a good black tea. But recently, I've been drinking a lot of peppermint. No way, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really nice, and yeah. caffeine gives me anxiety now, so I had to cut back. Okay, I mean, I started drinking peppermint and haven't looked back. I drank it in last October because I was sick on my birthday, mm. and I just needed something to soothe my throat, and I got that to help me breathe. And yeah. um, and it's so I. Good. I loved it. And I liked it. Like I would make a cup at night and hold it, you know, let the steam, whatever. And then in the morning, so I would drink half of it in the morning. It was cold and I would drink that too. Like it was Mm -hmm. so good. Um, Do you put creamer in it? No, I just drink it straight. 
Okay. I put honey, honey in mine. Oh, nice. Yeah. I would do, I'll put like sugar or cream in my black teas, but peppermint, I just like just the flavor. Yeah, I I would. Um, I switched over to honey in my coffee a long time ago now, and I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Um, Yeah. I I like honey with baked things or like I've been, my go-to snack right now has been like cottage cheese with berries and honey. Oh, Um, I'm not a big fan in teas. It always tastes a little too floral for me but interesting honey tastes floral and interesting for me yeah what what do you take your coffee how do you take your coffee um i drink lattes pretty strictly interesting so you don't you don't drink black coffee no i have tried i really wanted to be one of those people who could drink black coffee but my poor stomach cannot handle that acidity your stomach do you have the same problem with apples no, but I also do not eat a large amount of just apples raw. Interesting. I mean, I know it was a weird question because I have, I have a hard time eating an apple alone, but if I have it with peanut butter, I'm fine. I think it's just the acidity. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I have that with like citrus things. It just, it doesn't necessarily hurt me, but I always feel weird after. So I just try. Yeah. To but yeah, I'll drink. I love, I love a latte, either vanilla or peppermint. It's like my go-to. Peppermint latte. And it doesn't have chocolate in it? No, I'm not a huge chocolate person. Wow, that is a hot take. I know it is. I am in the vast minority. The vast minority. I know one person who is my aunt who doesn't like chocolate. And yeah, one. Like, I'll still eat it, but like, it's usually has to be with things. It's like, I'll have like, if you were going to offer me a bar of chocolate, I'd eat it like once, maybe every six months, maybe. Oh, what do you do for dessert then? I'm a big ice cream fan. Okay. Um, I just talked to someone else who was, I mean, every, yeah, all the time they eat ice cream. Yeah, I love it. Um, pretty much any kind, but mint Oreo is my favorite. I don't know if you're noticing a theme. I like mint a lot. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, so do you know that you, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's uh, coffee. Oh, no. Vanilla bean. I don't know. Something affogato. Which oh yeah. I'll be part over it. Yeah, I'm assuming you would know. I love an affogato. It's like two of my favorite things. Interesting. So coffee and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, do you get that at like a coffee shop? I don't usually get it. Um, I've also had to like cut back on a lot of my stuff because um yeah. it was I have to because I'm type one, I have to be more cautious about things and some of my labs came back weird, so now I have to mm. cut back. Yeah. You would love a coffee shop near me called mm. Zebra Striped Whale. Everything is like zebra, yeah, whale themed. But what you would love is they have everything from coffee to ice cream and delicious ice cream, like high end mm. ice cream, expensive ice cream, um, to crepes, to like candies. To, it's almost like um, cold stone. Like dangerous. I know. And so I hadn't had a crepe because I try to be good, but I had a crepe last year and it, I hadn't had one until then. It was really good. Um, mm. But they, they do an excellent job. So, and they have apple cider all year round. They have, nice. uh, yeah, I know. I love it. They have um, like any coffee drink you could think of plus the ice cream. So I'm sure they do an affogato. They do milkshakes. Um, so anything you could think of with ice cream, they do in addition to having the mix-in. So they have, I once got like a cup full of M&Ms. 
um they just like they just have all the things kind of like cold stone it it's excellent and the people are friendly so it's my favorite i love having a favorite local place yeah yeah do you um because we actually i don't love our cheaper versions of ice cream like i don't want to spend money on ice cream and i wish we had a better cheaper version um so that's disappointing but mint chocolate chip is your favorite yeah well mint chocolate oreo is technically like top tier i'll take a chip as long as it's not too crunchy but mint oreo you really can't go wrong take a chip that's so (laughs) great do you are you a snacky person not always sometimes i will eat a snack but usually if i'm going for a snack it'll be like a chip or some popcorn but for the most part no i tend to just go from meal to meal good for you you're better than me i just forget to eat i do that but then when i do eat or am in a snacky mood pull the ripcord on that and i'm gone (laughs) i've asked you way too many questions I, Mm -hmm. i really because we're so alike i really am enjoying this because I, too. yeah it's hard to find someone who's so similar <laughs> and you're not, I think you're like an hour for me we really should meet up yes I I would really like that do you have um like are you plugged into a good local church yeah I mean te- I work at one but yes that's right so you work at the one you you go to yes okay that can be how do you balance that um, it was it so it's interesting because I, I started attending there before I worked it was actually it was this whole thing because I had moved up here for a job and like I moved up here in March and then they let my entire department go in August but I had like just started working at the church as like a part-timer two days before my main job t- it was like the timing was crazy yeah but, um I it, it was really interesting because at first I wanted to do all the things I was like serving on production. So I was like there on Sundays from like 7am until 3pm. And then I started working there and my role was like Monday through Friday. So there was like a good year there where I was working six days a week. And finally my boss was like, you got, you got to stop. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause you'd only have one day off. And then yeah, I'm glad they have good boundaries on that. Oh, me too. They're very like uh, I'm. I've been so blessed with this. You know, like every every job you have is going to have like stretch points or friction points. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect job. But honestly, it's like the least toxic environment I've worked in, and they're they care so much about our personal life, like that we have time that we're like developing outside of you know our work roles and things. Um which is really wonderful. I've had to take a step back from like, I tried leading a community group at some point and I realized like I needed areas in my life where I could just go and still be poured into. Like it wasn't going to be work. Yeah. I think it's like protecting areas so that my worship of God and like my time in the community wasn't entirely through the lens of the thing that I'm paid to do. Yeah. How did you, how do you create, how do you find that connection? Like, how do you find meaningful connection, especially outside of the church? Uh, Outside of the church is a little tricky since my job is with the church and I spend most of my time with, I'm still trying to figure out that balance. I have one good friend who doesn't, who isn't part of any church community um, currently. She was um, someone I had made friends with at my previous job. Mm -hmm. 
And then I've met other people through her. But the way that I've seen my coworkers handle it, because this is still an area very much where I need to improve. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like with your time off participating, like, so my area, it might be taking an ongoing class. Like there's a pottery class I really want to take. So like going to that and like doing a thing you love with other people that you don't know. Yeah. um, Can be a really nice way to like make new friends and it's it's hard as an introvert to yeah it is motivate yourself to do that but and I mean I've I've pushed myself out of my shell so much I last so um last summer I went after coming home so I I can tell you more maybe not recorded but Mm -hmm. last summer I um just visited all the churches in my area almost to figure out like, do you have a young adults group? Like, how do oh, yeah. how do you help the these people in your church? Because a lot of churches in my area don't. I was in North Carolina for uh, a month, and I went to one church, wasn't the right thing. Went to another church, and I have probably told this story on here by now. But the people there, I'm still friends with. They, in the space of three weeks, they had me hang out with them five or six times. Oh, that's and amazing and I, exhausting. I, well, I, it wasn't as exhausting as I thought it might be because oh, they were so, they were so generous. And again, I'm a little, I think I am a little bit more extroverted than you, not by mm. much, but a little <laughs> bit. Um, but, but to the point where I was, I was blown away that they were like, yeah, just come to this girl's birthday party. I'm like, I am a stranger. Are you sure? Um, but it was so good to have that connection. And that is so rare. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have found it really hard to find connection outside of a church because I I don't hang out at bars. I don't. Oh gosh, no. Also, no. it's way too loud to talk. Thank you. Okay, so I went with my Airbnb host. I went to an arcade. I was after an hour of being there, I was hoarse from shouting over the music. Yeah. I could talk to them, and I was like, "This is not fun for me. Like, I'd rather sit on a couch and chat." First, mm-hmm. yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So it is just, it's hard to find community outside of a church when, because truly you're probably not going to meet the kind of people you want to meet outside of that. Mm. So it's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Um, when you I'm, say outside of church, do you mean like, like outside of Sunday mornings or outside like your church community? That's a very good question. Um, I mean, kind of both. Cause a lot of mm-hmm. our, our young, my age, um, a lot of them don't show, don't come on Sunday mornings, whether they go mm. to a different church or like, it's just, we have a different group and it's That's not fair. weird. It's yeah. just different. Yeah. Um, but a lot of noncommittal people too. And so it's, it's a hard, um, balance to find. Mm, that's um, fair. so we'll organize an event, but only a couple people show up when we had 10 at least coming, you know, I see. I mean, I, I did an Easter egg hunt and one person was sick. And I mean, I get things come up, but mm-hmm. it was just only one person showed up when I was supposed to have several. So, um, yeah, that's it's hard. hard. And I've connected with a couple of them, but, um, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a difficult, difficult thing. I think we're kind of spoiled in this area because pretty much everyone is like late twenties, early thirties, like young professional, just because this area is so transient. They're like coming in, yeah, they're coming in like to work into this, like work in the city. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very events driven thing. So we're far more likely to get someone to go to an event than we are to get them like in a, in a chair on Sunday. Fascinating. We're, we're in an area where people are, it's a much easier sell to be like, Hey, we're going to go do a thing at this like third location than it is to be like, Hey, you should come hang out with us, you know, for like Bible study or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just an interesting, every area is different. And oh, yeah. I, I'm, I live where I live because my family's all here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, between being part of several different youth groups that never really stuck to being, I mean, I switched churches when I came home to, because I needed something different to, it's, yeah, it's just a weird, we had a really good group when I started at my church. That's why I started. And um, that was in 2018. So five years ago. And then, yeah, there's a couple of big events that really shook things up culturally between 2018 but it was more that group Mm -hmm. was more separated because they the couples ended up splitting up and having a group and and then it became a women's group that we had two guys in that ended up leaving so it was just a weird a weird thing and there's nothing wrong with a women's group but when you need like I miss having male perspective yeah I agree there's something really nice about having a lot of different views yeah, like I miss the diversity in all aspects of, of mm-hmm. that work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I look forward to the day when I have that again. Mm-hmm. Do you follow Annie F. Downs? Um, I don't think so. Okay, you should, and I say that lightly, but she is doing a series on her podcast, a singleness series now, right mm-hmm. now. And I can, um, I'll try to remember to send it to you because it's, I think it's going to be really good. And um. Yeah. She is, she, along with several of her author friends are single and, um, and, and she's in her forties and she's written about it several times in a couple of her books. Um, but yeah, she, and she's very actively looking to get married, but, mm-hmm. but it hasn't worked out. And so her content is really, really good. Yeah. I'd love to please send that over. Cause that's okay. definitely something I'm, you know, walking through and I've got some other friends my age and older who are also walking through some of yeah. I've got so many friends, like most of the North Carolina friends I met, plus a lot of my friends here. So that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely I grew up in the South. So like by the time I was graduating college, a lot of my friends were getting married. Yeah, Um, you'll like Annie. She's from the South. Yeah. And then I moved like to the capital in North and like the age up here for marriage is definitely higher. But I'm now back in the, the age range where all my friends are getting married again. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it truly it is like I hear that about Nashville, too, of it, it married range is higher because people people come there to do their job. Yeah, it's more career focused and it's also a lot more expensive. Totally. I so I do you know Ramsey Solutions? Dave yes. Ramsey? I interviewed with them for a graphic designer position. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, so I hadn't gotten an interview before and I think my, my former title now gave me some clout and, um, they, it sounded like they wanted to move forward with me and I had to make the call of like, you know what, I'm not ready to move yet. Mm, Um, they got some good branding. They do. And they said about 50% of their workforce moves to Nashville to work for Ramsey. Cause I asked surprised. Me neither, but I mean, they're good at what they do and they they have like a three to six month hiring process because they want to make sure they get the right people Mm. but but I just I knew in my gut I wasn't ready yet so I told the girl I was like well keep me in mind and she said yeah if you ever think you're ready to move or whatever reach back out which was so kind Mm. but 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, what are what is one of your favorite books you're reading right now? Uh, so currently I'm I just finished reading this one series. It, it was a fantasy YA that I really liked from um, an author who also like illustrated all her books. There's like the okay. Herb Witch Apprentice and then the next one was Herb Witch um, Princess, but they were just really sweet. I, I really enjoyed them. The book that I'm reading currently is an audiobook called How to Be a Tutor. It's by a woman, I can't remember her name, but it's like she's a historian and has like spent a lot of her life like not just like studying, but also like living like people did back in the Tudor period. Wow. Um, so her this book is on just like, you know, what did a morning look like for someone who was in the Tudor period? What were holidays like? How did they play? You know, things like that. It's just yeah. really fascinating. Um, you, you like, oh, no, go. I can oh. go. Mm-mm. No, it's okay. No, I was just going to say you like more of a niche, a niche subject to read. I I really enjoy history, particularly from the view of like the everyday craftsman, okay, um, or the everyday oh. person. Um, so specific, I love it. Yeah, I I really do blame like I mean I've always been interested in history, but it's it's been kicked into high gear because, um, back in twenty twenty, like my quarantine hobby was uh, uh, learning how to hand sew, but specifically historical sewing. And just wow. all of the information that came with it was, it's just so fascinating. Fascinating. This is incredible. What, like, what do you, like little things like sewing or, or mm. the little leaf blowing in the wind? What is that? What do you get from that? Uh, it's a way to like slow down. Yeah. I'm a pretty slow person in general, but like to really like be intentional with time and to like, I, I tend to be a very melancholy person just in my own natural habitat. I tend towards like I've had bouts of depression and anxiety is a really big thing for me. So being able to stop and look and see the beauty in like really small moments really help like ground me and center me and also like remind me like just because it feels like everything is bad. It's not, you know, like, yeah what you're feeling right now is temporary and you know the god that cares about you is the same one who cares about how the light looks on that leaf over there or you know man and and it's so good of you to fight against that natural disposition to Mm. to worry or because i i really struggle with worry or my mother always tells me don't borrow trouble which i'm very good at (laughs) but um (laughs) But yeah, it's good of you to fight against that natural disposition. I'll also say therapy definitely helps. Yeah. Uh-uh. I I just read a sentence in a book a few weeks ago. I was like, well, guess I'm taking that to counseling. <laughs> oh yeah, that happens all the time. But yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, a lot of it when like I stop and see something. Some of it, like sometimes it's me telling like, okay, I need to look and find something. I've been too much in my head recently I need to look around and like find something and sometimes you know something just catches your eye and I just there's um something really magical about mundane things that a lot of people look over totally and I like I like celebrating it even if I'm the only one who's doing it It, here you will appreciate this I was on a 
beach, I guess two years ago now. And it was so windy. It was kicking sand up. Like that is how windy it was. And I was the only person on the beach and it was in end of April. So I, cause I tried to eat a burrito and it was blowing everywhere. So I, <laughs> I stopped that. So I took a walk on the beach and was blowing everywhere. And I look down and I see a rock and I have earbuds in, but out loud to myself, I say, oh, how cool a rock. And then I heard myself and started laughing because who else looks down and is excited about a rock, but. Oh, me all the time. Yeah, but yes. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we, and the little things help us hold both at the same time. Like, so mm-hmm. that author I was telling you about talks about holding joy and sadness at the same time as mm-hmm. inside out taught us, you yes. know? Yeah. Um, is it my imagination or did you dress like sadness at some point? I did mainly because I had her exact outfit already. Yeah. I, and you, I, did, I think the Halloween after it came out, I'm like, I'm already this character. It was so funny because yes, you, I mean, when you dress like her, it was a remarkable. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was the first time I had ever uh, seen myself in a cartoon. <laughs> oh my, I was. Well, yes, I didn't realize it until you posted that. And then I was dumbfounded <laughs> because the, your outfit was absolutely perfect. Your glasses perfectly matched her. I and already then, had the haircut. It was. You did. Yeah. And did, did you paint yourself blue or did you just dress as it? I don't remember. I can't remember. I feel like I tried. Yeah. It definitely wasn't successful. Man, that just made my entire day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so funny and laid on the floor like her right yes yes i mean if a costume could ever be more perfect i don't know if it could (laughs) i uh i'm not good at dressing up but that was excellent i really really appreciate you doing this and we do need to get together oh absolutely this was wonderful it's wonderful to talk to you 